Get rid of this. Okay. All right. Are you, wait, what's, what's it doing? Okay. Sorry. And let me make sure I'm on do not disturb. Yes. Okay. Are you ready for me to let them in? Ooh. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Actually, let me, I'm going to start recording before I do that. Okay. And would you send me that? The recording? Yeah. Sure. Afterwards. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. I pressed admit. So we're just letting everybody join in here. Try to spotlight here. Everybody welcome and just giving people time to join and we are live streaming here. There's Patty. Hi, Patty. Patty would have gotten up in the middle of the night. He's in Australia. Oh, wow. So, Thank yeah. you. So he was excited to see you. All right. We are Hi, just Ella. letting people join in here. Just getting yeah, started. Yeah, it's only one minute past. So yeah, we might need to give them a few more minutes. Yes. Hello, Bija. Hello, everybody. So nice to have you all here. Thank you so much for joining. I hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. Wait, it's not Tuesday for everybody, it's is it, Patty? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for some people, it might be Wednesday already, right? You're joining us from the future. <laughs> right. Okay. So I know we will have more people rolling in here. So we'll kind of We'll get started. I just want to welcome everybody. My name is Kara Goodwin, and I'm the host of the Meditation Conversation. And we are live streaming this beautiful live live streamed Q and A with Isabella Green for the Conscious Awakening Network. So we've got some people joining us here on Zoom. We've got others watching the streaming on the Conscious Awakening Network and on their various platforms across YouTube and Facebook and all of those great platforms. So welcome everybody. And the purpose here today is to follow up from the last time. It was last month that we talked with Isabella and we were both kind of disappointed that we didn't get to all the questions, that we didn't get to more questions. So Isabella graciously agreed to do it again so we could really focus in on answering the questions because this is such a big topic and it's so important. And um, and it might be really new. I know it was new for me when I first read your book. So um, with that said, we're going to start with Isabella just maybe reminding us a little bit or introducing us a little bit to your work. We went into a lot of depth in the live stream, so people have access to that recording, but just a little introduction on, on leaving the trap and, um, and then also what we're doing today. All right. So first of all, Kara, thank you very much for hosting this. I don't have my own platform at the moment. And so this is really, really useful for myself and everyone who wants to listen. And there are so many questions that I receive. I receive more emails and comments on all platforms than I could even read, let alone answer. So having this container is really helpful um, we have somewhere around 100 people who sign up for this experience, and so we have less than a minute per person, um, 30 seconds per person. And um, <laughs> so once we get to the questions, we're going to get to the questions like in a second so that I can cover as much as I can. I would like you to keep the following in mind. This is not to give a personal reading or a personal explanation of your dreams, this is something that everyone can benefit from. So I would like to invite you to, first of all, keep your questions short and to the point because Carrie is going to be the one reading them um, so that we are to the point and I can answer straightforward and keep the questions to uh, the point of exiting reincarnation. And... Um, for one with one exception, for those of you who are already doing the 
um, cosmic cobra breath and who might have questions about what happens or what's happening with you in that while you are doing this practice. This is the only exception that I would like to make is to uh, describe and discuss in your personal experience right now, because I think everyone can benefit from that, um, especially those who are already doing the practice or who are considering starting the practice. So that's kind of like... Um, and the kind of information that is useful for everyone. But um, I released my book uh, last year, early last year, and it really took off. Um, the subject of exiting reincarnation wasn't even on YouTube um, for like n nine months ago. Now it's everywhere. And so it seems like um, we tapped into the idea that everyone was sitting on for a long time and then now we suddenly got permission to talk about it and so people are coming out and speaking about it and considering and asking questions and um, questioning the whole reality and everything and and so this is um, I feel this is my contribution I feel that my purpose is to lead you out of the mundane and into exploration meaning to explore um, and question things and find your own path. The spiritual kindergarten is when you say, hey, um, I'm going to mimic what you did. What did you do? Teach me that. I'm going to mimic that. That's spiritual kindergarten from my perspective. We want to reach the level of mastery where you pay attention to what someone else did and how they um, arrived where they're at and how um, others arrived at the same goal because we, we are all really focusing on the same <laughs> space of liberation and freedom getting out of the whole structure the matrix the limitations of the hum humanness that we're stuck in right here um how others did it and then figuring out your own path this is the mastery because you are unique and your path is unique so take all of the answers take all of the practices play with them experiment with them and find your own path and that's uh, that is the path that's going to work for you so i wanted to start with that and i think we're ready for the questions how how does it look on your end there kara yeah we've got some great ones coming in and i and i and thank you for saying that too because i um i feel that was really evident in your book as well that you were like i'm still evolving i'm still evolving my theories and my understandings and i'm still trying to kind of piece together what i understand and this makes a lot of sense to me right now and allow it to be an evolution and a, a, you know rather than like a fixed hard and fast like no there is there is no fixed hard and fast in spirituality first of mm -hmm. all secondary i want to thank everyone who's on this call who joined my group exiting reincarnation you guys have been uh, my facebook group exiting reincarnation you guys have been submitting post and material that has expanded my own awareness and also made me uh, question or ask more questions and I'm learning a whole lot and I'm learning a lot through these interactions through your questions through the interviews that I'm given through what the hosts are asking so it's a constant constantly developing um, path and the more we share in that way is the more we grow so I appreciate everyone with your ideas, with your posts, with your with the information that you bring to me, with the questions that you bring to me. So yeah, let's it. go on with the Thank questions, Ankara. Thank you okay. very much for your assistance. Yes, absolutely. So Francesca, we're going to start with you. Um, what, her first question, why do we need to become conscious and decide to not leave the trap? Sorry, and decide to leave the trap or not while we're still alive. Can we not gain knowledge, consciousness, and make decisions out there? Well, 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 out there, that's already too late. That's my perspective. I've seen that, and you can hear that um, in all the stories of near-death experiences, that once you're out of the body and you are pulled into the cycle that is 
the next level or the layer or the astral plane, the astral dimension around Earth, that's where soul, the soul goes by definition right at the moment of um, when the body let go. That's that's it. You you really are trapped, caught into the next level of the cycle. So figuring it out now and teaching yourself now how to consciously direct your spirit form. That is uh, the key of my teachings. Learning how to go out of body at will so you can send yourself to the dimension that you prefer. You can send yourself where you want to go and not be just vacuumed into the dimension that is the extension of the earth reincarnation cycle. This is why you want to learn um it's kind of exercising the muscle of going out of body so when you die you technically are out of body and you already have the skill of operating that non-physical self that's the answer okay beautiful she also asks is there a way to know for sure that we are completely out of the trap or still in it Well, if you if you didn't do anything in this lifetime and you jumped into uh, the astral plane where you are interacting with the beings that are telling you you have to come back uh, and reincarnate again, you're in a trap. If you have uh, practiced or practiced to get has that dimension and you are experiencing the complete liberation from the limitations of all systems then you're out of the trap and let's move on let's not uh, let one person have all the questions here thank you francesca okay. for your questions okay scott asks in your experience what are the gods and goddesses particularly vedic ones are they handlers part of the reincarnation trap do mantra-based meditation techniques that use their names like tm keep us stuck here or are they aspects of a higher vibration form that can aid us out of the trap? I think that the original deities, the original beings, are non-terrestrial beings who were here on Earth plane for whatever reason. And some of them were teaching humanity um, what to do with themselves. Like Krishna was sharing Kriya Yoga and, and different techniques and even the breathing techniques. And um, given the guidance to the humans, how to uh, transcend the whole human experience. So the original ones were the benevolent beings. And I believe that they came from outside of the earth plane um, to assist humanity when that was possible back in the day. Um, but the ones that you encounter in the reincarnation cycle and during the near-death experiences, I posit that those are the handlers posing as, as these beings so that you will believe what they have to say to you. That's my answer. Mm. I'm curious with that, with the mantra, do you see there that being uh, like, are we going deeper into a trap if we're using these mantras that invoke these gods? I think the mantras have a vibration as far as I know, as far as I understand that the mantras have a higher vibration and the mantras um, help you elevate the frequency while you are in this dimension so i don't see anything wrong with the mantras okay um let's see could you tell for someone who practices the yogic breath in the morning or evening every day will it be effective to wake up kundalini after some period of time practicing yes um if you do the idea here is to do it every day that's the only requirement. I recommend doing it in the middle of the night, but I started doing it in the morning first. First three years, I did it first thing in the morning. When I didn't get to first thing in the morning, once in a while, I did it in the evening. But in the evening, you kind of usually, um, because you're tired and you want to sleep and that um, that doesn't really, I don't know, do much in the evening, but it's better than nothing. So, 
I recommend doing it in the middle of the night. It, but if you do it consistently, technically it might add a little more time. Like during the morning hours, the sun is is bright and 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 you your inner chemistry in the brain is already so is already awake. So you're not really utilizing the chemistry that's available to you internally like your dmt production that happens in the middle of the night you're not utilizing that if you're doing it in the middle of the day same um if you're doing it in the morning same as if you're doing it in the evening because your brain is still in beta um and it is something that um, is not conducive to your in, to the fullness of your experience. This is why it's good to do it in the night. But if you continue doing it uh, consistently, consistently every single day, you will just extend the period of time um, until you have uh, the um, desired result, unless you start doing it in the middle of the night. But it's good to do it every day, regardless of what hour. Beautiful. Um, how do we bypass the handlers? Well, there is a whole thing about that in my book, but uh, you don't, <laughs> unless you have, unless you have trained yourself to go out of body and learned how to handle your non-physical form while you're still alive so you can handle it at the moment of death in the same exact way you do not bypass the handlers you're going to face the handlers that's the part of the reincarnation cycle that's the part of the whole astral plane where the soul by definition by the setup of the system goes once your body lets go of that soul okay Wonderful. Thank you. And remember, just keep writing in your, um, your questions here. The, the last one we've got at the moment, I want to know where my son is. He died in 2015. I can feel him when I focus, but there must be more any advice. I can't answer where your son is. Okay. All right. So we have a little a little break here. Um, I'm going to go back up. Let's see. Francesca had one more question that I like to quantum travel. How can we protect the body without leaving it unattended slash empty, which would allow entities to enter? Right. So that's a great question. A lot of people ask that question, but the, the thing is you only bring entities back if you're astral projecting astral dimension has an array of spirits that uh, love to follow you back into your body or mess with your body if you are in the astral plane if you bypass the astral plane so there's a difference between going into the astral dimension astral projecting also all of the things ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff they all take you into the astral dimension so once you are in that dimension you are open to spirits jumping into your body so this is why i always preach and i always recommend that you go into you bypass you go you learn how to quantum travel you come out of the top of your head like a rocket and you end up in the space of uh, primordial field the void if you wish and that does not have any entities that is going to follow you or attack your body and simultaneously your frequency is so high when you are there you come back into the body anything that might have crawled in which it usually doesn't but anything that might have crawled in you drop back into the body with such level of frequency from the fabric of reality itself the spirits the lower dimensional spirits they can sustain that they just get evaporated from that so this is why i say do not astral project go quantum travel mm, that's beautiful thank you okay um we have i think you kind of addressed this but um can you ignore the handlers 
Yeah, we did address that. Is there a God? What is that question right there? Uh, God? Oh, yeah, here. Is there a God? It seems that I'm learning that we are in a simulation overruled by the demiurge. And when I look at all of the trauma that happens and has happened in the world, children abused, war, etc., it seems like it's all just the demiurge creating and feeding on louche. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's the system. That's the system that's set up on this planet. This planet um, has this, this system that does not have any interest in the well-being of its of its uh, subjects right here. It is called the matrix. The matrix is set within the dimensions that have the consciousness of feeding off of its subjects. And so that's what we have happening here. Is there God? Definitely, but not within this dimension. There's a higher consciousness that you can connect with and attain, um, attain connection with and experience, but you're going to have to work for that to reach that level. Going to an institution that was put there for control like a church is not going to take you there. Uh, looking at the uh, book or or um, the picture of someone who was an ascended soul is not going to take you there. You need to work on it to experience um, the state of divinity, and it's possible through uh, these like Kriya Yoga, Kundalini Yoga um, breath, and uh, the cosmic cobra breath takes you right there. You don't have to. You don't have to believe anything. You will experience God eventually if you keep doing that practice. Just that breath work and meditation alone. That's enough. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Um, how likely is it to become an earthbound spirit using these methods? I don't understand this question. I think maybe when you pass away, how there are like maybe ghosts or... Oh, that. Okay. Um, that's called a dis discarnate, disincarnate. And so if you um, didn't go vac being vacuumed into the light, the simulation of the light that we have here, that's the, the white tunnel thing. If you... Um, kind of in the end you didn't go into the higher dimensions because you didn't learn how to do that now you have an option of backing off and just bouncing around the earth plane a lot of these non um non-physicalized disincarnate souls attached to the next host and that kind of gives them an illusion that they have extended their stay on earth but that's a miserable existence and so it's not it's not something that we want to even consider as an option for ourselves you don't want to be a ghost bouncing around earth plane i um encourage you to learn the practices that will take you to the space of freedom liberation for your soul return to the essence of your true self as as the spirit rather than just be stuck within the earth plane uh bouncing around what difference does it make whether you have a physical or non-physical form you'll just be uh the subject to the same uncomfortable rules as they uh, are very similar in the non-physical spirit world around Earth plane, which is full of wars and, and uh, demonic entities and lower dimensional spirits and primitive spirits, and they're all going to harass you. Same as same as what we have in the Earth plane. So why do you want to do that? No, I don't recommend doing that, but you can, sure. Okay. I, it sounded like uh, she was wanting to not have that happen, but... <laughs> um... Okay, Samira asks, when I do the breathing work to quantum jump, I do astral project. How to do it properly? Hi, Samira. Nice to have you. How to do it properly, you will learn at my workshop that you're coming to in May. Uh, and if you are doing the, if you are doing the um, cosmic cobra breath, you're going to learn how to go out of body. It's a natural side effect. 
um, properly and not into the astral plane. How you know the difference? Do you even know the difference? The difference is that you are um, experiencing yourself standing in the same room looking at your body or in the dimensions around earth plane or locations that are similar um, that are all a part of the astral plane and there is speed there meaning you move from one one point to the next point with a certain speed you experience the movement through space that's astral projecting right there um returning to your body you experience returning to your body you float out of the body that's astral projecting that's something you don't want to do okay wonderful we have uh one so once you die and are in the astral are you trapped yep yes you are and there is uh there's a great chapter by the way um in yogananda's book that i finally i finally got myself to and that's where his guru sri yaktasvar um resurrects so to speak and shows up and he tells about the structure of the matrix pretty much in that um in that oh. chapter he doesn't tell about he doesn't call it the matrix but he says that earth plane hangs surrounded by the astral realm and we cross incarnate back and forth going back to astral and then back to uh, earth plane and blah 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 and so it's a little lighter in the astral plane and it's called the heavens but um that's that it's a part of the um, entrapment system around earth plane because it still has the same rules it's a little bit lighter and more pleasant but it's still the same rules as what we experience within this uh, reality judgment and punishment and um, not good enough and have to pay off pay off the karma but the truth is the longer you're on earth the longer you're in any space experience an action doing something the more karma you have so we're not really paying off anything it's like the credit card um it's set up the same exact way as the credit card debt <laughs> if you're making minimum payments every month every incarnation you just make minimum payment your debt keeps growing that's the same exact system and it's ironic how that um credit card system is set up exactly the same as the karma system too mm. So that's in, um, you were talking about Yogananda. Is that an autobiography of a yogi? That what I just said about karma is what I said. In, in, in the that autobiography book, of the yogi okay. is where Sri Yaktaswar describes the astral plane with all its rules and uh, the cross, uh, crossing over from astral to earth, from earth to astral, from astral to earth to earth to astral is a pain of the karma. Okay. I was just wanting to be clear because I want to go back and read that. And he's got several books. So chapter 43. Okay. And uh, autobiography of the yogi, a lot of information in there that um, supports what I've experienced, what I put in my book in very simple words and very simple explanations. But I was, I was jumping out of my chair reading that book, uh, reading that chapter saying, wow, that's, he's saying, he's confirming what I kind of um, observed or experienced or what am, I am suggesting just through my own exploration. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Um, Miroslav asks, will this planet ever be free? Will souls who stay here ever be free? Hi, Miroslav. I don't know about that because there is a, it's, it's a, it's specifically set up to run this system. So I think as long as you are within this dimension, then that dimension keeps existing and it keeps running the same system that um, it was set up to be. So I don't know. Uh, there is the whole idea of the new earth or the split reality where we have the fifth dimensional earth. Is that, from my perspective, the fifth dimensional earth is in the astral plane, right? Or right on that within that kind of periphery so it will be a little better but there is still going to be some sort of a matrix uh, system there too i think everything past uh, six dimension is where 
um, we start experiencing more liberation. So will this planet ever be free? Okay, you can stick around for another million years and find out. <laughs> or or you could do the practices now and, and find out. And, and if it is free in, in half a million years, then you will know and you will be released. But you can get released much sooner if you do your practices. That's all that's required. Not much is required. Not much else you can do. Really. So thank you, Miroslav, for being on this call. Beautiful. Um, are you familiar with Michael Newton? Patty's asking if that if no. his work aligns at all. Okay. I have no idea. I don't I'm not a reader. I started reading um autobiography of Yogananda Yogananda's autobiography of the yogi after people started asking me if what I teach and what I share is Kriya Yoga and started asking me about the yogic practices. And I, I knew yogic practices, but I didn't know where they come from. And so that started in 2023. Between 2014, when I started going into uh, the quantum field of information and 2023, so nine years, I did not read anything at all so everything that i put in my book is based on my personal experiences my own spiritual exploration so that's Which is the answer yeah so interesting how it does retrofit with things that have been out like autobiography of a yogi is 100 years old you know so it's like yeah the fact that you can go back and be like wow oh my goodness this is what and michael newton's his work is interesting because he does hypnosis and talks about life between lives and things like that. Through. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm being told by David Icke's followers that what I teach, actually David Icke himself wrote that what I teach is, is straight out of his books and I've never read any of his books. So it's, it's, really kind of it's a great validation validation on, yeah on one hand on the other hand it just shows that there is a universal truth that a few different sources are tapping into through different ways and i'm one of those right yeah that's amazing Juan is asking for confirmation that it's the technique of exiting that determines whether you enter the astral or outside of the astral. I think so. I think that it is the technique of exiting that determines where you land. Um, the way the way I see it is that if you know how to operate your non-physical form, you learned it like riding a bicycle, right? But while you're alive, you're still dealing with returning to the body and dealing with the body in and out of the body. But then the body dies, but it's the same exact process and the same exact technique. You just wouldn't need to do your breathing because uh, the breathing would stop. So you get to know yourself and operate yourself as a spirit form while alive and you can operate that in any circumstance if you are able to do it while you're still alive you're most definitely going to be able to do it um once the body lets go it's going to be even much easier actually <laughs> right mm -hmm. and plus it takes away the fear of death because you experience in the mini death get out of the body come back, get out of the body, come back. You experience the mini death like every night. So it's really, it really is a wonderful practice. It has a lot of, a lot of different benefits, but um, on the, for this particular subject, that's something that teaches you what to do once your body let go of you finally. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, gonna... so and that was just recently um, in a documentary, which is coming out in Great Britain, um, I think this summer, Learning to Die. And Ooh. that's what they they are talking about. They had me talk about that, too. So, yeah, uh, mm. we're now learning how to um, do this, something that has been taught for us to never look at. So, Wow, I love it. I'm I'm sorry, I'm probably going to not say your name correctly, but Johnny um, asks if there's anything that they can do to prepare for your retreat. 
offer my retreat. No, nothing. Mm -hmm. Just uh, make sure to, and thank you for coming to the retreat. Um, just show up and we'll take good care of you. Um, we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to answer your questions. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach you the, the breath work. We'll practice the breath work. And then um, my co-pilot, Viola, uh, will take us on the cosmic journey right there with her magical abilities to um, play with sound and facilitate that that um, vibrational um, background for us to have our experiences. And while we're doing, while we have that, I'll also do the energy work, Samira. Um, Samira just had a question, had a session with me, and she experienced something that's very close to uh, Kundalini awakening right while I was doing the activation. And I'm going to be doing this kind of energy work for everyone as a group at as a uh, retreat as well. So we are um, preparing a really rich offering for you. And I don't think anyone can handle more than four hours of that that's going to be more than enough for you so you i look forward some, to having you all yeah there. can you give some logistical information in case people aren't familiar with this offering yeah they can go to my website isabella green oh, i could never get that i can never <laughs> Other get way. that right that that thing right there isabella green dog oh there there that. we go all right <laughs> isabella green .com. And under events, um, there is all of the information on how to pay. And um, that's on May 26th. We start at noon, go till four in the afternoon, um, pretty much nonstop. A very, it's an intensive. And it's, it's the, the name of the retreat is Leaving Density. The idea is to facilitate an experience for you that will take you as close as possible to tap in your toe in the possibility of your liberation as a spirit. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. That sounds divine. I have a wedding that day, which Thank I'm also Kara. looking forward to going to that wedding, but I would love to do that. So I hope you do it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, considering to um, start doing this regularly every couple of months. So we'll oh, see. Oh, beautiful. Okay, good. So Scott asks, are there different levels of Cobra breath starting with basic and getting more advanced? And in addition to Cobra breath is shadow work also needed? Oh, yes, for sure. Oh, that great point. Yeah. So yeah, there are different levels of Cobra breath for sure. And different, um, different traditions have different uh, variations of the cobra breath there is like sufi cobra breath there is a, a egyptian cobra breath there is a yogi cobra breath and i don't know any of that <laughs> except what i know i just know i know different variations and i will share whatever options that i know that are available at that retreat and um that i know of but Good point there, because at the beginning of you start, once you begin your cobra breath, it is a psycho-spiritual, it's a psycho-spiritual technique. It's going to show you your subconscious, and it's going to show you everything that you don't want to look at, and it's going to come up to the surface. I cried like a baby for the first three years but i wasn't doing the meditations or the and the uh, practices in the night i was just scraping clearing out my my subconscious and the traumas and all of that it comes up you become more sensitive you become more triggered you and for that being more triggered being more sensitive it literally points to where your healing work is, where your inner work is. So it's an assistance to you. And you also are bathing yourself in the higher consciousness. Once you've gone through that, you are in the higher consciousness. Um, so it helps to clear your traumas without going to much else except observing them and having the intention to release them. So that's a very powerful tool for the shadow work. Um, that's all I used 
in my shadow work and I still do still once in a while by now by the way here's the here's the silver lining your ups and downs and the wobbles and all that and the emotional stuff all that calms down significantly as you continue doing this practice or you continue looking at your um, unhealed or your traumas um, the conditioning and then you process it and then you come out of your meditation with a different choice and you start practicing that and then you observe that reality gets easier handling things is easier you're not triggered as much you're not like this um fine stretched nerve all the time because of all the trauma uh because the cobra breath um at the beginning of the practice helps you clear your um, subconscious space and it shows it to you really really well you're actually going to become aware of a lot of stuff you will remember things for example you know how you wake up in the morning and you don't remember your dream right if you do or you just wake up to do your meditative practice to do your cobra breath at three in the morning and you just had a dream and as you woke up it's gone well do the breath, and you're going to remember your dream right there. And you're going to remember a lot of other things. And that's the benefit of that because it helps you clean the slate so that you you are emotionally and energetically more prepared to that purity of um, everything. So, yeah, great question for real and for everyone who is embarking on this journey so everyone who is starting to do this breath work that's important to know yeah there you go yeah that a great question and thank you for the way that you frame that too because we can when we start to see these things that are triggering or you know terrible memories or it might even feel like you know oh my god this is in me you know it can be like wait something's wrong and I don't like yeah, this I, but you frame it as this gift and it's showing you and it's guiding you and and people, some people freak out and they say, oh, like it's, it's, uh, it's making me worse than I was before. It's making me, um, I don't know, unhealed, right? No, it's not. It's showing what you are not able to see any longer because yeah. it's so deeply hidden in your subconscious, but it awakens these parts of the brain in you that hold these records and energetically holding these records and it's been shown to you and you can freak out and say oh my god this is making me worse and blame the practice and all that and that's a victim right there or you can sit with it and say okay what has been shown uh, and what am I going to do about it and how do I now prefer to handle myself and respond to these kind of situations and see myself and what kind of relationship I want to have with myself at this point while I'm no longer a traumatized child and I don't want to run my uh, mechanisms that I created when I was six and eight years old any longer I want to be the conscious human being who knows um, and and makes a conscious choice about how you want to be so right there that's yeah that's a side effect of this practice and it's it's an incredible benefit. So you don't need to do the shadow work before the practice. The practice will make you do the shadow work. Yeah, <laughs> it all goes together. That's beautiful. Miroslav asks if you visited Shambhala, Shambhala that is being mentioned in ancient scriptures as a place of peace. I have seen that, but there was a while back uh, 2013 in 2013 in one of the meditations um when I, I maybe 2014 actually when I just started doing this practice in the middle of the night I was doing a lot of exploration of places and I remember this kind of dark starry road that led to um uh, seemed like a cathedral or like the buildings something but ethereal like the the space of uh like a light city all right and that and and just floating right in there and experiencing that incredible level of peace i remember um experiencing that um so i did see that once i wasn't fixated 
on um, that location, but I did visit that one time uh, that when I just started doing my practice. Mm, I love that. Okay. Um, Johnny asks, what are the main differences between quantum and astral realms? In astral, you have beings, places, um, and it it is a lot like heavenly realm that we hear about, and it's a lot like darker um, dimensions that we hear about. Not a lot. That's what it is that we hear about. And it's a lot like Earth. It reminds you of Earth plane, or it is the invisible layer of the Earth plane where you have plant and animal spirits and you have uh, lower dimensional spirits, the dark dimensional spirits, the upper astral spirits, the uh, different levels of spirits that live there, including the discarnate souls or the souls that are in between lifetimes. Um, and then that's maybe where your son is, by the way, that lady whose son passed, maybe he's in the astral plane. I'm pretty sure if you did not go elsewhere, then that's by definition where everyone goes. So that's the astral plane. It is somewhat familiar, if you if you wish. Um, the higher realms, the quantum the quantum dimensions or the quantum plane that I talk about, I call that the void. Uh, a lot of people call it the void, the black void, uh, the field of omnipresence, the uh, space of uh, primor the primordial field, the fabric of reality. That does not have anything at all in it, or it has sometimes the some consciousness, um, and that's already. If we if we take it a hierarchy, then let's say that's the fabric of everything. And below that, not really below because it's not a space, but if we want to visualize that for our linear mind, so below that is these um, semi-formed beings of the light of the higher consciousness of the places past the sixth uh, dimension and above. And it's a very different feeling to it. It's completely peaceful. There is no such thing as like astral wars or any sort of um, discomfort, distress. It's the main difference is that state of incredible level of peace that is indescribable um, and perfection. Perfection and peace, if you wish. And there was a question I noticed if we, I'm going to start doing online what I'm doing in my retreat. That's in the works. And uh, it's just one of me and a lot of different requests and a lot of different um, things that are coming on my plate all at the same time. I'm right now booked uh, all the way through, halfway through 2025 by the way, so uh, the second book is coming too, and 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 I'm struggling finding time to write it, but I'm just writing down the, all of the ideas that are coming in. So yeah, I am planning to start teaching online, doing pre-recorded courses, maybe or pre-recorded workshops that you could download and and purchase on. Um, my website that needs needs a different website and so it it's in the works yeah the demand came faster than than uh what i was ready for but i am doing my best to catch up right now so something to look forward to for those who are not able to attend in person wonderful sonia says in in buddhism samadhi is enlightenment is this the same as a samadhi that you describe it's the same samadhi all across. Um, the same, the same word. There are different levels of samadhi. There are different levels of experience, and that's um, there are levels where you still have some brain activity, where you still experience these like faint presence of your mind. 
um, but you are in in the field of omnipresence and um, your body is still breathing a little bit and everything, all the functions slow down, um, but there is still some of you there. And there is a next level where none of that is present. There's complete silence and you completely dissolve. And there is a next level that I just experienced um, in December where I was able to... Um, I was able to stop the breathing and the heartbeat and deep, and the brain, the mind. So I was able to completely um, disconnect or completely leave the body and go into that state of samadhi that is called nirbhikalpa samadhi uh, that does you don't have any humanness or self left in that space and that is uh, the most incredible um liberated state of freedom anyone can imagine peace silence per uh, perfection love um not you cannot describe that. that's the Tao. that's the Tao that um Laozi is talking about and and Dao De Ching. and um so there are different levels these are the three that I've experienced and that I I can talk about because that's based on what I have experienced um but the yogic teachings give all different levels of samadhi too um in it is enlightenment it is technically enlightenment because you get to see firsthand the experience of the fabric of everything, the fabric of reality, God or spirit or the primordial field or whatever you want to call it, but you're changed forever. One time is enough to be changed forever, but you don't have to have it only once. I just worked with someone who said he experienced that once and was riding that way for 10 years, but not doing anything to, to experience it again. And then it just like wore off uh, because of all of the earthly stuff. And that's what's going to happen. But you can have it every night doesn't happen no doesn't happen to me every night but happens to me regularly enough um a couple times a week a few times a month and that sustains you beyond anything anything else on in the earthly plane so mm -hmm. yeah different levels of samadhi enlightenment uh, is the same thing beautiful Anastasia asks, so if this barrier shield exists around only around planets that are part of a 3D matrix, does this mean that when the planet moves to higher dimensional frequency above 5D, the barrier shield disappears? That logically means that, yeah, I would imagine that because um, the that grid or that, uh, some say firmament or or that glass ceiling around each planet that is within a certain dimension um that is only a part of that dimension so while you are between three probably below but i only know between 3.1 d right third dimension all the way till 4.9 and and the fifth dimension is a gray area i'm not gonna comment on that but past that you not no one needs to keep you in that space anymore so there is no um encasement of any sort anymore yeah that's that's correct mm, thank you so for the cobra breathing is there music that you recommend i get the music um from Barry Goldstein Barry Goldstein is has fantastic meditative music on his website and that's all he does um and you can go and look that up uh, and it's available for purchase there are some of his 
like you might have like an entire album that is just that all you need to do is just take that album and play it and there are pieces of music that he offers that are 15 minutes long which is perfect for the length of the cobra breath that you're doing at the beginning of your practice so you put that song at the beginning and you do in 15 minutes of breath and once the song is over you know that you can can be done doing the breath and then you just sit and he has these really long pieces of music um as well that you can listen to and compile it together make a playlist for yourself so that it's a no-brainer and and don't stream it while on 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 the internet just download these so you have it in the device so you don't have to have your internet on while you're doing your practice um that's what i recommend and uh, yeah his music has is something that i've been using Sorry, my dog agrees with you. <laughs> hey, that. Uh, oh, excuse me. So Millie, she's normally so well behaved. Okay. She might go on for a minute, so I'm just going to keep going. Am I right in thinking that during the cover breath, we may experience thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning, you, you will experience thoughts. But what what the cobra breath does is if you keep doing it so you, you as you start you will have thoughts three minutes into you haven't thoughts six minutes into you haven't thoughts 15 minutes into your brain is so saturated with all of the fluids and the energy that you're bringing into the brain with this practice that um, very often it blacks you out, no more thoughts. <laughs> so it's it's a technique that helps to shut down the thinking brain. That's that's another benefit of that. Okay, wonderful. Um, in what dimension would we find God? As in, God is not in this dimension. Um, that's, that's the question that is not possible to answer because there is no such thing as God dimension or, or what dimension, what you want me to say, oh, a nine dimension or eight dimension, a 22nd dimension or whatever, all these like new age BS stuff bringing us, uh, no, you know what? <laughs> Um, what you experience is the God dimension of like the field of omnipresence. That's what you experienced. You experience when you're doing this practice and that's it. That's your, that's your final destination right there. Beautiful. Maya asks, do our relatives on right there? Oh my goodness. It's been so long. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining. I did not expect you on on this uh, train of thought at all. Oh, all my love to you, dear friend. It's a friend from uh, still from New York City, from like oh. life life a long time forgotten. Oh my goodness, I love that. All right, thank you for joining. So Maya asks, do our relatives on the other side remember us or do they get reincarnated and mind wiped? It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing because even when they do get reincarnated, there is some aspect of them that continues to interact with us. And don't ask me how that works. I don't understand that myself, but I have talked to, uh, I have talked to to souls relatives uh sometimes in sessions people ask me always oh, like what happened to my father or i have want to get a message from my father for example who died like 15 years ago usually the souls are pushed back into reincarnation cycle within like three four five years um so they're back 
in uh, the reincarnation cycle already and sometimes they tell me this i reincarnated already i am this uh, 15 year old boy right now in i don't know idaho my name is uh, blah 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 or they don't give a name and just say i'm i'm in this family in these circumstances but i'm sending great love to my son and here is the answer um to his question or here is the message for him and how that works I don't know, because it's simultaneously that the soul can be reincarnated elsewhere, but still have the love and presence and guidance for the loved ones from the previous lifetime. Mm. Oh, that's that's fascinating. Beautiful. Do you have time for one bonus question? Of course, it's a yeah. Yep. Okay. Because this is, I think, I think you'll like this. Um, Iwan asks, I recall you saying that there are many realms that have reincarnation traps, assuming that we were once free slash not imprisoned in this realm. What is to stop us from becoming trapped in a different realm once we're, we free ourselves from this one? For example, ignore all distress calls from any realm you're able to pick up. Well, I think that is something that you as a soul will decide for yourself because, again, when I do personal sessions, um, this question is all, all often asked, like, why did I come to Earth? Why did I, uh, why did I do this to myself, right? So um, very often the answer that comes is, oh, you wanted to explore? You wanted to have an adventure. You felt that you were strong enough to handle whatever circumstance. You didn't think you were going to get stuck. Or you didn't even have any idea that you were going to get stuck. Or you answered the distress call and you had this notion that you want to go and assist. So whatever you decide for yourself as a part of that bigger uh, structure of your soul wherever you land after this incarnation that's going to be up to you i don't have the answer to this question um except here's the here's an idea the ascended master ascended souls like jesus for example right he had a choice he had a choice to come in and get out and he's not hanging out in the afterlife dimension greeting everyone. That's that's the that's the handlers uh, simulating him. But ascended master souls, as far as I understand it, have a choice to come in and get out. What we're teaching here, what we're sharing here, what we're learning here is how to get out. So if you have learned how to get out in this um super dense simulation situation then just bring that into the next one if you end up in the next one and do the same thing so that could be something like a useful tool to have um in case you find yourself in another simulation similar to earth plane mm, i love that it really brings a quantum perspective in terms of like, are there aspects of us already who know how to do this too, that we can like draw into, you know, nice kind of thought experiments, you know? Yeah. And if we, if we take it to the next level and say that everything is happening simultaneously and there are expressions of you in higher dimensions and there is uh, all is one is really the banner for we are all the same energy made of the same energy the same fabric of reality then there are all kinds of levels of that right of awareness that we can draw upon into this body vehicle but this body vehicle is like a freaking fortress to get through to <laughs> yeah. right like there's that and you're knocking and you're shaking the bars of your cage and you're trying to get through and it's not working so for it to work even for you to draw upon your karmic gifts let's say stuff that you learned in the previous incarnation um or stuff that your soul knows as a multidimensional being somewhere else 
right? As your multi what your multidimensional soul knows is a being somewhere else. Or what's written in the quantum field, that is knowledge available simultane simultaneously to everyone at the same time without any um, linearity right there, all knowledge available all at the same time in this space that creates and sustains the world. But to get to it, you need to do some Kriya Yoga. Well, to yeah. get to it, you need to do some Raja Yoga. You need to control the computer brain right here the, that plugs you right into the matrix and that separates you from everything that you know as a soul. So right back to square one. Practice every day. Do do your stuff and have a strong intention and approach it from a perspective of curiosity, playfulness. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, oh, what might happen tonight? You know, and just and just uh, go ahead and do that, and I think you'll be on the right track then. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Isabella. This has been such a rich discussion. And thank you, everybody, for all your questions. These have been incredible questions. And um, really so grateful to everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for showing up. Thank you, Kara, for holding space and making this possible. And thank you, everyone, for exploring and being the fellow sovereign soul, ideally, in the long run. Lots of love to you all. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.